I was on blood pressure medications. I was told by my doctor that somehow I should just avoid salt and uh, remain calm. He thought I was stressed. I was, didn't feel stressed. I was a normal teenage, 20 year old in college on up. I had high blood pressure since I was a freshman in high school. That no question is unimportant. That questions are simply a way to open your mind. And today, I simply ask you one question. That is, please open your mind to the possibility that what you've been shared with by the school system in teaching about the four, the four food groups, by our government, the USDA food, by special interest groups that have influenced and lobbyists that have forced us to believe that we must have what? Always, every day on our plate. Protein from animal. And unless you had that protein from animal, it was what? If you did have plant protein, it was what? Incomplete. So for your CME credits, we're going to identify First, why are plant proteins misunderstood? Number one, identify how recycled enzymes and digestive lining becomes a quality source of protein when combined with plant protein-rich vegetables and fruit to meet all the needs for kids, adults, seniors, and I'm going to add elite athletes because there's no athlete on the planet that can outlift me. And I'm 62 years young. See these dumbbells here? I brought them to demonstrate. But because of liability issues, I can't have you come and try it during this event. But afterwards, any of you want to challenge me, you can win $1,000 if you can outlift me. I might add, I've been oil-free, plant-based protein for 40 years. I might add that I get all of my protein from fruits and vegetables and beans and peas. And I'm going to share with you, if you're interested, how many here are interested, how I do that. How many times have you been intimidated by people telling you or suggesting to you that somehow plant proteins are inferior? That somehow you better have meat on your plate, otherwise that diet that John McDougall and Dean Orsch and Caldwell Esselstein is somehow deficient in protein. How many raise your hand? Let me just see a show of hands if that's been your impression. That's what you've been led to believe, right? By reputable scientists, reputable doctors, reputable RDs, RDs that represent the four food groups. So recognize that no animal proteins are necessary to meet human protein needs and that plant proteins exceed all, and I'm going to emphasize all, of the essential amino acids for human health. You've heard of the eight essential amino acids. Did you know that rice has all eight essential amino acids by itself? It's just in a different ratio, and it was deemed inefficient. Do you know why? Based on what studies, based on what animals? Humans or animals, and what animal was it that they based that in 1920 by Osborne and Mendel? Very good. 
Discuss the disadvantages. Yes, it was, it was rats. Osborne and Mendel took cages and fed rats. Rice only, beans only, eggs only, cheese only, and they measured their growth rate. They called that the PER, the protein efficiency ratio. And from that, all of human needs to this day are based on that research. Is there a fault to that research? I'm going to share with you that fault. Discuss the disadvantages of the current fad keto diets which lack the proper glucose, glycogen, fuel for high level, high level athletic performance. Plant proteins, can you achieve strength, happiness? There you go, there's my button, immortality. You know, I wasn't always healthy. I weighed over 220 pounds. I was in college at age 22. Shortly after that picture, I'd sustained a stroke, a TIA. I was on blood pressure medications. I was told by my doctor that somehow I should just avoid salt and uh, remain calm. He thought I was stressed. I was, didn't feel stressed. I was a normal teenage, 20-year-old in college on up. I had high blood pressure since I was a freshman in high school. My blood pressure went as high as 200 over 110. Once I was in the hospital and blacked out. The blood pressure medications I found out later did not protect me. And then, and then, I read a book. And if you haven't read this book, you should get it now. I'm sure it's on Amazon, I'm sure it's a used copy. Live Longer Now by Nathan Pritikin. Within five months, that's the after picture. Look at that. Now people say, well, you're holding your stomach, Dr. Nick. Well, I was holding my stomach here, too. I'm a vain person. <laughs> you can't suck in fat. If I took my shirt off now, you'll see I'm ripped and I'm muscular. You see the difference from here to here? That's from lifting weights. That's from knowing how the body operates and works. That's from getting proper sleep and following every principle of lifestyle medicine and beyond. My father, my dear father, Paradise, California. I brought him to Sacramento, California to hear a talk by Dr. John McDougall. My father was on blood pressure medications, diabetic me medications, and prostate medications. He could not recognize his own sons. He could not recognize us. He could not even utter more than a few words. It took me 15 years of trying to convince his wife, his new wife, that their doctors were wrong, that putting them on these medications was wrong, and the wheels on meals delivered to your home is pathetic and dangerous. The cheese, the eggs, the meat, and the wheels on meals is causing my father damage, blood pressure problems, heart problems, prostate problems. Well then, he had another stroke. And then her mind opened up and she said, well, clearly the doctors and all their medicines haven't helped your father. I give you permission to help your father. When I brought him to John and he sat in on the lecture, he didn't understand a word. 
But my brother Brandon was there who lived with my father in Paradise, California. There's my little son Roman, eight years old now. At that time, he was a little younger. And my son Nicholas, now 23. And Brandon understood every word. And when we got home to Paradise, California from Sacramento after hearing John McDougall and after talking backstage with John and asking John, do you think it'd be okay if we help my father change his diet to an oil-free, whole plant-based nutrition diet and gradually step him down from his medications? Do you think my father will be okay? And John McDougall, with all the confidence in the world, stated very clearly, those medications may be doing your father harm this is the right thing to do. Encourage your father and help your family. That day, we went home. I went to the health food store, bought $300 worth of fresh fruits and vegetables and whole natural nutrients. He had food for the next couple weeks, dry beans that I taught his wife how to cook, got out the crock pot like Mary McDougall showed. I went over every single step that you've all been taught. Within three weeks, my father was off his medications. Within four weeks, he could talk coherently. By the fifth week, we took him to a Thai restaurant ordering oil-free, all-vegan foods in Paradise, California, and he joked with the waitress. He talked with every one of us. I had my father back. I tell you this story because it probably happens tens of thousands of times across America, but most of the family will prevent you from helping either you or your loved ones to get the medical care through lifestyle medicine that's necessary. I carry a heavy burden of guilt and sadness when the mother of my son, Nicholas, 23 years ago, after giving birth due to hormonal disruption and endocrine disruptors and certain chemicals that we're all exposed to, she had a thyroid disorder. And after she gave birth to Nicholas, the mother of my child, the love of my life, died on Thanksgiving morning. Congestive heart failure related to hyperthyroidism. So I've spent the last 23 years of my life doing everything I could to research about hormone disruption, endocrine disruptors, xenoestrogens, and toxins. And I'm coming out with a book, and I hope that you, at some point, maybe get a copy or show interest or send a note to us that you're interested. It's called The Beautiful Balance, and it's about estrogen dominance. And can anyone tell me the number one so source of estrogen toxins xenoestrogens and chemicals. What's the number one source that we're all exposed to in our diet or in our environment that causes what's called estrogen dominance, if you even know what estrogen dominance is? Not water. Dairy is high up. Not plastics. Meat. Meat, when you look up the medical literature, look up nutritionfacts.org, is 10 to the 6th, meaning Somewhere between 10,000 and a million times more concentration of estrogens come from meat because we're eating female, female chickens, female cows, 
We even, in this country, allow the use of milk from pregnant cows that, according to Harvard, exposes you to 33 times more toxic estrones than in any time, and no other country allows this. Every time you drink milk or yogurt, you are loaded with estrogen. Every time you eat chicken, fish, or turkey, you are loading your body with toxic estrogens. The number one cause of causing men to become women as they age. The number one cause of breast cancer and prostate cancer may very well be related to hormonal disruption. But I'm here to share with you a great message. Here's one of my heroes, Bernardo Lapello, 115 years old, according to his own statement, yet verified by birth certificates of 106. He's mostly vegan. Upon sunrise, he walks for about two miles. He has a healthy day through the day. He has a book, author of Living Beyond 100. At sunset, he goes to sleep. He boils his water because his father was a physician and felt that toxins were in water. And certainly during his earlier days, maybe he was exposed to things that he was careful and boils his water before he drinks it. Bernardo Lapello, 115 years young. Bob Delmantique, 84 years old. Kelly Nelson, 74. Look at Bob at age 17, 67, 80, getting better with age. My goal as I get older is to add more muscle density, more strength, because have you heard of sarcopenia? Do you know what that is? That's muscle wasting as you age, not from protein deficiency, from inactivity, from not knowing the principles of lifestyle medicine and sleep and quality factors, certain herbs that enhance hormone levels. This is what I believe is the future of medicine now. Jack Elaine, how many here had Jack as a hero during your days? Age 97, and he said, if man made it, don't eat it. On stage, Jack turned to me and said, Nick, you're doing a great job. Keep inspiring those people. I live those words every day. They ring true to me. Another hero, Jeffrey Life at age 54, estrogen dominance. Look at the breast tissue form, look at the belly. You see him in flight magazines at age 64 using bioidentical hormones and lifestyle, not quite lifestyle yet. He was following a, you know, an overall workout program. But then, because of the animal proteins, he was told he had coronary heart disease. He met Dean Ornish, Caldwell Esselstein, and history has it after talking to me and sharing with me that he became complete oil-free vegan. Now at age 77, he's reversed most of his coronary plaques and he looks forward to a long, healthy life. Here I am competing against the world's strongest man in history at the Arnold Classic lifting these dumbbells nonstop against some of the strongest men in history. Doing these exercises, by the way, when you do curl and press, 60% of your muscle density is above the waist. Most people don't realize that. So beyond jogging, see jogging, you become efficient. That's not good when it comes to exercise. What does efficient mean? You glide. You have to go longer, further distances to get the same effect. When you do this, and I have gyms all across Asia doing this now because they love me in Asia. Somehow they don't get it here. 
When I lift, curl and press, you're going against what? Gravity. You never can become efficient. You're constantly demanding the body. At home, I use power blocks. So what I do is I start with 45 pound dumbbells and I lift until my body can't move the weight. 500 lifts in, which I can continue past. My comp competitors don't know how far I can go. Then I drop to 40s. Then I drop to 35s. Then I drop to 30s. Ladies, I drop down to 25, which the world record female did 1,000 lifts with 25 pound dumbbells in one hour. Look how easy I make this. Come on up here, uh, Kenneth. Kenneth is in great shape. Give Kenneth a big hand. <laughs> Kenneth here is, uh, you might have to talk into my mic. I don't know, get a little closer to me. We're not being, we're not, you know, that way. <laughs> Kenneth, how old are you? I'm 27. Uh, you've done vertical lifts a few times before? Yes, I have. You're, you're in, can you lift up your shirt and show how good a shape you're in? I don't have the perfect abs around, but. And you're a personal trainer? Yes. So you help people get into shape? Absolutely, yeah. So let's give uh, Kenneth a big hand, see how many lifts he can do. Go ahead, Kenneth. <laughs> count them for him. As you count for Kenneth, I'm going to point out, he is stimulating his lymphatics. He's clearing his toxins. He's increasing his muscle strength. He's building his cardio as his heart rate increases. His flexibility, his core is improving. The Roman gladiators, according to Dr. John McDougall, reviewing several medical journal re references, were known to eat activated barley, sprouted barley that was low in gluten. They were known to eat completely vegan diets to battle the greatest adversaries in history. They knew the vegan diet was the ultimate. Here's the proof. The intestines slough off 30 grams of quality protein that recycle. The body is made, has several plant enzymes, 150 grams of protein recycled. Plant proteins, you only need 20 or 25 grams. Your total, 205 grams of protein, nan, bronfin, nutrition for better life. In other words, all you have to do is consume very small amounts of protein from plants, just four cups of rice or three cups of rice with that, one cup of beans would give you all, all, one cup of beans, all the protein you need in the entire day. Are you clear? <laughs> Dr. Uh, Walter Kempner proved that you could reverse diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, but kidney disease, he put them on a low protein diet because their kidneys could not tolerate protein. And because they could not tolerate protein, it was so toxic that they had to put them on rice and fruit. But they reduced 146 pounds in one year. Look at this, before after pictures. Getting only 20 grams of protein, they were in positive nitrogen balance. Further proof that a plant vegan diet, even the lowest spectrum of protein possible, meets all of your protein needs. Are you clear? Not only that, do you know that they were concerned these people were losing too much weight and they reduced their insulin, were off of insulin. And does anyone in the audience know that how did they add extra calories that had zero protein to sustain these people to give them enough calories because they were losing too much weight? Anyone would like to have that problem, by the way, losing too much weight? 
Okay, raise your hand if you know. What was the caloric item they gave to substitute in besides the, the fruit and the, the rice? Yes, sir. White sugar. And do you realize, in diabetics, they added one pound, one pound, one pound of white sugar a day, one pound of white sugar a day with rice and fruit. Not one person had to add back in insulin, even though they had prior been diabetics. Anyone who tells you sugar is the cause of diabetes, and I'm not advocating the use of sugar, I'm telling you that sugar is not the most damaging. And Nathan Pritikin taught me this. You know what he taught me, Sonny? You know what he taught me? You know what he taught me? He said that the most harmful thing on the planet, the worst food you could eat, what's the worst number one most dangerous ingredient that comes from foods? Anyone? Raise your hand. What's the He's still lifted. You've got to give that man a hand. Has someone kept up with the count? How many is he up to? Anyone still counting, I hope? Whoa! Whoa! Oh, you, you're a character, Steve. You're a ca I'm going to get you up, and we're going to get you outside, and we're going to do some lifting together, sir. All right. What was the number one most harmful item? Anyone know? Anyone know? If it was meat, but what component in meat is so dangerous? Not fat. What's the number one most damaging? Woo! Oh, you want to give me a, give him a thousand dollars? Okay. All right, brother. He did well over 300 lifts. There's no doubt. But you can see the effort that I put in every day when I train at the beach. And why do I train at the beach? I go out in the ocean, I stand in the sand right where the water line is, and I let it go up to my ankles, and I'm grounded into the earth while I cool my body, because you get really hot, right? Really hot. Huh? Yeah, you're not <laughs> you generate so much energy. Do you realize Newton's law? And we didn't do the math. 100, uh, excuse me, 30 pounds times 669 lifts times 55 inches. When I work out in 32 minutes, I generate a million units of energy. My max VO2 is off the charts. And do you know the two things associated with longevity, the two most important things? Anyone know besides, or what are the two things associated with longevity? The only two things known to be totally associated with longevity. Anyone know? What? No, not calorie restriction, absolutely not. What? What? Sunshine, no. No. Max VO2. Number one. Number two, flossing. But was it that they're anal and they floss and they do all these other things to take care of themselves? We don't know about that. I use a sonic brush. I use a um, water pick and I floss. A little obsessive, sorry. Every day I do that. But I like kissing girls, so, you know, I like to keep. I'm a single male, so it's, it's okay, please. So that being said, max VO2, do you know that exercise will increase your max VO2 incredibly well? But start off light. Don't go heavy. You have coronary heart disease if you've been on an animal diet. How many here ate chicken? Be really honest with me. How many here ate chicken, fish, or turkey in the last month? Let me see a show of hands. Be honest. Okay. I know it's a little embarrassing here to say that. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm in a place where I don't need chicken, fish, or turkey for 40 years, and neither do you. So you think about it. You think about it. A cup of beans, a cup of black beans, ladies and gentlemen, not only has 15 grams of protein, just pass this by and feel it. Pass this by if you don't mind, right? Kenneth, can you walk around with this? Just show everyone. If you want to hold the weight of a cup of beans, <laughs> cup of beans, that's all of your protein needs you have for the entire day, ladies and gentlemen. Fruit. A cup of fruit only has two grams of protein. Where's my fruit here? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to eat some of that. Mm. Remember the guy said, drop your food on the ground, don't worry about the microbes? <laughs> lettuce. Okay, you could be deficient if you ate only lettuce all day. Because let's say you had 30 cups of lettuce. What's 30 times 0.5? 15, that'd only be 15 grams of protein. You'd probably still be able to do it, but it'd be hard. So you, it's going to be a little difficult to get all your protein from lettuce, fruits, and vegetables. Potatoes. Where's my potato spud, man? There he is. Give him a big hand. <laughs> Potatoes. It's 3 grams of protein, 3.5 grams of fiber. Do you know that a medium potato has only 116 calories? And Dr. Dennis Burkett, our dear friend that uh, Dr. John McDougall interviewed, did a study and he reported in his book on fiber. And wasn't it true, John? He said, eat 10 potatoes a day. You could eat anything else you want, Steve, anything else. And every single person lost weight. Every single person in the study, I'll repeat myself, when they ate 10 potatoes, guess what? There was no room for anything else. They had no room to fit any more eggs, cheese, meat, or, or chicken, or anything. Try eating 10 potatoes a day. Try like Mr. Spud. How many, do you, how many potatoes do you eat a day, Mr. Spud? How many do you eat a day? I don't actually know how many I ate. Count them up for me. <laughs> Count them up for me, okay? I'm going to jump over that TV. Want to try me? Sweet potatoes. Nutrition for public... Uh, Nutrition by Neil Bernard, for, I might be mispronouncing his, his company. Nutrition for Public Health, I believe, or Nutrition for Public. Physicians Committee for. Stated in, 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 in a newsletter, this was another newsletter that I, uh, escapes me the name of the newsletter. Sweet potatoes is the ultimate single food. 2.1 grams of protein. So if you ate 10 cups of sweet potatoes, there would be your protein needs in the day. There's a society that I'm going to show you that gets all their calories from sweet potatoes. Now look at the bad guys. Salmon. 412 calories for a cup. 40 grams of protein. Oh, that's great. No, that's not. Why do you need 40 grams of protein? You don't need double. Zero fiber. Is that good, people? Olive oil. 1,900 calories. Zero protein, zero fiber, zero nutritional value. Coconut oil, there's a big scam going on now. 1,879 calories, zero protein, zero fiber. Sugar, everyone knows is bad. Only 773 calories, zero protein, zero fiber. Why don't you guys call olive oil and coconut oil what it is? Toxic. Myth. We must combine beans with rice to get a complete protein to make it look like meat. No. All eight essential amino acids give you the protein you need 
rice by itself, beans by itself, or yams by itself, so long, and let me qualify, as you get sufficient calories. Now grab yourself on the side, anyone have extra calories to yield? Some extra body fat to give up? So clearly, you'll be taking in 1,200, 1,500 calories on your more fruit and vegetable and rice and bean diet. The difference will be drawn, not on a stupid keto, did I say stupid? A keto diet, where they claim that it forces your body to burn more fat faster, that's impossible. The body burns fat, it's kindled by carbohydrate. You need carbohydrate to burn fat, it's just you won't be giving up two pounds from losing the glycogen due to keto uh, dropping under 50 grams of, of carbohydrate. You won't be losing the intestinal content, because why? When you go on a meat diet, there's no fiber. They drop 10 pounds of weight, because there's no weight in the intestines. The meat gets small, compact, constipated, like Dennis Burkett said. You form uh, hiatal hernias, varicose veins, diverticulosis, bad breath. Anyone on a keto diet, keep them away from you. Whoa, that stinks. They can't even keep up in the gym. Perceived exercise, they can't even get through a workout, let, let alone go against me. Good luck. Proteins were best for growth when plant proteins were basically not valid for humans, and I shared with that the fact that they actually gave human they gave um, human breast milk to rats. This was done not long ago. Human breast milk, and guess what? Did the rats grow to full size on human breast milk? No! no! Is human breast milk incomplete for humans? It's perfect food for humans. So based on the original study, PER, protein efficiency ratio, is a bunch of cr Did I say crap? Listen, get smart. Humans absorb 20% more nitrogen from rice only than chicken and rice. Chicken, according to Dr. Lee, there's something about chicken that's inefficient, that's not absorbed properly. Chicken is a poor source of protein for humans. We don't absorb it properly. We have to eat more. That's why bodybuilders say, you need so much protein, because they eat so much protein, they got to eat more and more just to absorb it. Rice and fruits and vegetables are absorbed so well, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to force feed protein. And protein is the third worst thing you can use that's toxic to your body in excess. Remember, cholesterol, fat, protein, sugar, salt, GMOs. Make sense? Does it make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Babies achieve normal growth on vegetable proteins comparable to infants-fed standard attack milk proteins based on a formula, rice with lysine and theronine, meaning they try to give formulas to babies that matched uh, milk formulas, and it made no difference. Meaning that the full protein composition is in rice by itself without, without adding the limiting amino acid lysine, according to the Journal of American College of Nutrition 2006. Dr. Knapp, Dr. Reddy, others have duplicated studies with infants and babies who otherwise would have starved, and the babies reached full growth on rice-only or potato proteins, so long as they got enough calories. Quashicor and Mashamore are two different things. Quashicor, there's no such thing as a protein deficiency. It's never been identified in all of human history. But Mashamores, which is calorie loss, or these starving countries, yeah, you're going to eat up all your calories if you're only getting 500 calories a day. You're going to starve yourself. You're going to eat up your own body proteins. Don't do that. These 500-calorie ACG diets are wrong. 
They don't teach lifestyle methods. It'll take you a little longer to be on 1,200 to 1,500 calories, but you'll reach your goal. Do you know the bonobos monkeys are the closest genetic match to humans? They're 94.6 genetic match. And what do they eat? They're not chimps, by the way. They're in Zaire, Africa. They stand upright. When they make love, they look into each other's eyes. They are so human-like. They eat vegan. Occasionally grubs, they'll grab a little insect running around, but basically they're a complete vegan. So the, the key here is your blood has to have lots of oxygen. High altitude conditioning, intense training, nonstop exercises. When you train, do pyramiding, take little or no breaks, uh, breaks between, get to the place where you increase your intensity over time and no oil out of the food because oil depletes the oxygen to the body and the uptake in the mitochondria. I'll, I'll give you a little experiment. How many here, you've been led to believe egg whites are good for you and, and lean proteins, right? So stay on your McDougal starch-based diet. Then for three days, eat only egg whites. Pure, pure protein, egg whites. Watch, or if you want to substitute chicken, oh, don't do it, but if you want to, because some of you still eat chicken anyway, if you want to, watch how dehydrated Sunny you get. Watch how quick you have to drink tons of water. You'll never keep up with your water needs and performance. Athletic and human performance and mental performance depends on hydration and fluid. You see that water from you? You'll never drink enough water if you're on a protein diet. You'll never get enough. I keep my water hydration levels high. 70, 80% like a newborn. My pee, excuse me, runs clear. Your pee, when you're on a protein diet, runs yellow because you're loaded with toxins and ammonia and uric acid and chemicals and your body can't possibly take in enough water. Stop the number three killer, protein, cholesterol, fat, protein, stop it. Get it out of your diet. Vegetables, yes. Water chestnuts, artichokes, asparagus, squash, tomatoes. You know the beauty of vegetables too? They have, they have, they have water in them. Yum. Hmm. Listen, mushrooms, cabbage, they're all so good for you. The greatest athletes in the world. My favorite is the story of Carl Lewis. I learned about it in John McDougall's book in his newsletter. At the end of his career, when he had already won three Olympic gold medals, John encouraged him to go on a high-carbohydrate, high-fiber, starch, insulin-resistant diet, and guess what? He, Carl Lewis, broke his own world record in the Olympics. At the twilight of his career, when he should have been at the end of his career, like me, 62, I should be done and washed up. I should be competing against young 23-year-old studs. I like to beat them. I love to beat them. I like to show up their muscles and show them I'm better than you because I'm on a starch-based carbohydrate diet. You'll never beat me. Never beat me until you follow my plan. And even then, you're going to have trouble because you don't know the other things I do with my mind to, to beat you like you're nothing. The most scientific bodybuilder in history, arguably, Mike Menser, type him into YouTube. He, he uh, motivated Dorian Yates, the winner of four Mr. Olympiads, I believe. He was the only bodybuilder ever score in the Olympiad of Mr. Universe, a perfect 300. Unheard of. Not even Arnold scored a perfect 300. No one. And here's what he said. On a typical base diet, you'd only need to add five grams of protein per day. And on five grams of protein per day added to a 40-gram diet, 40, 50, he said, by math, 
in one year, you could build five pounds of muscle in one year. Do you know how much muscle a 150-pound man has on average? How much skeletal muscle, total, total weight, in, in, uh, weight in muscle does a 150-pound person have on average? Any idea? How much uh, protein, what's the weight of it? 25 pounds. So Mike Menser stated that you could take a man who weighed 150 pounds, of which 25 pounds is lean muscle, and gaining five pounds of muscle per year in five years, that's five times five is 25, simple math. You would add 25 pounds of muscle to that man, and he would weigh 175, like about where I weigh, and you'd look like Mr. Universe. But you can't force muscle building through force-feeding protein. You're just forcing calories. You have to do intense exercise. You have to get proper sleep. And of course, the big guys use steroids or some kind of testosterone replacement. I'm not suggesting here for this audience that that's appropriate. But for some people who are T deficient, there are appropriate situations. And I won't go into it. Jim Morris, bodybuilder, vegan, a legend. He said, health and well-being are a way of life. Not a certain diet or a set of exercise or any other single area, but a combination of all aspects of your life, except full responsibility responsibility for yourself, your health, your choices, and you are your own creator and creation. Bob Whelan, wearing the shirt, Delgado Protocol. Look at him, incredible. He's an American hero. He lost his legs in, in Vietnam, and here he is competing in an Ironman triathlon in New York City uh, triathlon, and he's actually walked across America on his hands and legs. No legs, but on his butt, one step at a time. Bob's the most positive individual in history. I, I'm proud to say that um, I was one of his uh, mentors and just, just an amazing individual. So just remember, also, carbohydrates have a protein-sparing effect, meaning the body will prefer to use glucose from carbohydrates. If you drop the carbohydrate intake like a ketogenic diet does, the body will attempt to break down protein, protein, body protein, into glucose, not body fat. Fat cannot convert into glucose. Are you aware of that? So when you go on a starvation keto diet, you're burning your own muscle and your own body protein. And then when you go off it, you gain more fat. Don't want to gain more fat. That's a stupid diet for stupid people. <laughs> a diet of plant proteins will exceed essential amino acids by 236% to 1,121%. Get it, people? These foods on this table will meet all of your protein needs. I, I did a cookbook called Simply Healthy. It's all oil-free, vegan, gluten-free for those who have gluten issues. Uh, it's, it's one of the few healthy cookbooks like Mary McDougall's where we actually, I've been living this way for 40 years, so I looked for the best recipes around the world. It took me 20 years to put this recipe book together because the effect of natural carbohydrates on insulin increases muscle strength. Uh, remember, low-carbohydrate diets burn up muscle, reduce your muscle capacity. Plant-based diets superior to absorb protein for building. Are you all clear now? Plant-based proteins, everyone, plant-based proteins are superior to animal proteins. Are you all clear? Do real men eat meat? <laughs> what did I say the number one exposure to estrogen uh, toxins and estrogen dominance is? What did I say? Meat. This is from meat, real men. Real men, real men become women. I mean, I, I'm not being mean about women. I'm just saying, who, want, who, wants to, who wants to have a bigger breast size than your wife? 
So tell all those big buck, buff guys. By the way, look up on YouTube and type in gynecomastia for bodybuilders. Do you know they lie? 90% of them have gynecomastia. They have breast tissue because they have so much testosterone, so much meat, so much estrogen, they have to go and core it out and do breast surgery. 90% of the bodybuilders do breast surgery. Real men that look like men have had altered surgery. It's like a woman adding in breasts, but it's the opposite. The men are having to take their breasts off because they got too big of boobies. I like boobies, but not on men. <laughs> the heavyweight boxing champion of the world on an estrogen-dominant diet called me up with his doctor on the phone, and he said, Dr. Nick, what can I do? I have estrogen dominance, I'm having problems, I have low testosterone. Here's the greatest fighter, arguably one of the top fighters in history, even bit a man's ear off he was so aggressive from eating all the, all the meat. And I explained to him he needed cruciferous vegetable extracts. I went over a program for him. And to this day, and I'm not sure if I was the one that influenced him, but he's now vegan. And this is after two years on a vegan diet. Now he says he's in the best shape of his life. The heavyweight champion of the world knows that animal protein are toxic, dangerous, and not good for you. Mixed martial art fighters, Olympic athletes, require explosive strength. The keto high-fat high diet, low-carb diets, handicap athletes, glycogen in their muscles dropped on a keto diet uh, was affected in a study on cyclists. So plant-based proteins gives you that insulin resistance. The fiber-rich carbs are optimum for athletic performance. Here's what Nick Diaz, uh, a recent winner in the UFC, I eat no meat or dairy. I not only fight, but complete triathlons. I'm a big believer in a clean, basically plant-based diet is what he's referring to. Frank Mir, 260-pound uh, heavyweight uh, fighter, I introduced to a plant-based whole foods diet. He went on it for a while. Uh, he didn't understand how to eat frequently. You know, you come to my household, you know what a salad bowl looks like? Is it a little dinner salad bowl? Is a little tiny little dinner salad bowl? Little, little bowl, little cute little bowl next to the plate of slab of meat. My bowl is this big. The reason these big athletes don't get enough, they don't know how to eat enough plant-based foods. You come to my house, I'm going I'm to do what Dennis Burkett did. He, in a study, they asked him, they went to Africa, him and his colleague, and they said, you know, they had an interpreter. They said uh, they wanted to eat with the Africans because they had no digestive disorders, no hiatal hernias, no heart disease. And they said, you know, we want to see how you live. And they put out these serving bowls. They were so big. And they said, they waited for the interpreter. You know, in, in most households, you got a serving bowl, and then you transfer it over to little plates. It took, I, I went to the greatest trainers in the world. I became Tony Robbins' personal life health coach. I became uh, Mark Victor Hansen, Chicken Soup for the Soul. All these guys, they all knew the power of the mind, but they didn't know the power of diet and exercise. So I introduced them to that, but they introduced me to how to simplify. And then I met the VP of Motorola, and I found out a way to make it very practical. I, I want to... I call it laser-focused concentration glasses. You can just look up nickdelgado.com. Uh, and DelgadoProtocol.com, and then if you just jot those things down, I would really appreciate if you just, uh, if you like this talk, text the word Nick to 480-360-4303, and a link will come to you, and you just do a voice recording if you enjoyed the talk. The more we share with more people, and the more people realize that this message has to be heard, we could potentially save tens of thousands, I hope millions of lives. With John McDougall's help and mine, we're here to save your life. Thank you very much.
questions. Anyone have any questions? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent, very exciting talk. Thank you. Oh, I've got one coming. You know, I didn't bring Dr. Nick Delgado here for you to just be entertained. I brought him here for you to be challenged. Now, there are some physicians and physiologists and dietitians and uh, experts, maybe even some uh, keto promoters here. There's the line. Come on up. Uses bioidentical testosterone. Uh, there's a body of doctors of 26,000 physicians that I post an article every week advocating much of what we're talking about here today. Uh, after uh, the mother of my child died 23 years ago, I researched everything about hormones just like I went into aggressively trying to learn about diet. Mm -hmm. And I have some opinions about it, but those are my opinions. Uh, I think Jeffrey Life would agree if it's done under appropriate uh, you know, guidance and you maintain certain levels. Uh, I, there's right now a school of body talking about IGFs and cancer, and when you talk to Dr. Terry Hertog, he tells you that's an end-stage inflammatory problem that the cancer causes, not from the HGH, that people who sustain good uh, hormone levels actually have lower cancer rates overall. But that's, that's another debate that we'll open to, to another So you're not talk. totally opposed to bioidentical hormones? Uh, only if you're on a plant-based diet and only if they're modified by the appropriate herbs and monitored very carefully with 24-year and not just blood tests. You have to really know what you're doing. And, do physicals and histories and exams. Uh, okay. My opinion is that it's probably going to uh, turn out to be an appropriate. Um, Dr. Abraham Morgenthal wrote the book uh, Testosterone for Life, and he talks about now pro prostate cancer patients being put on testosterone so long, and they signed waivers. But it, they found out now it's more estrogen related the prostate problems. There's a lot of studies now showing that there's a conversion of testosterone to estrogen, and these guys that overuse synthetic testosterone and excessive dosages are causing problems, and then it's given the whole field a bad name. So you have to understand really carefully. Most of this can be done by herbs. I do most everything by herbs, releasing your own body's natural levels. There's what's called sex hormone binding globulin. We know a plant-based diet increases sex hormone binding globulin, and it was one of my discoveries, not my discovery, but it cleared up the skin, and I wrote a book, Annihilate Acne, because it was all based on plant-based diet and certain herbs that uh, increased sex hormone binding globulin. Dr. Bernard had written about this in the Pritikin studies, and then I noticed that animal-based diets would, would cause a, a, a drop in, in the sex hormone binding globulin. And so it turns out that when you balance this out, you're, you're basically going to be in, in a very unique place if you use certain herbs like a Venus sativa, milky green oats. It releases more free testosterone for those who want to be more athletic. That's fascinating. I have just one more quick question. Is that okay? I don't know if you feel like you want to comment here, but uh, a, ket a ketosis diet for cancer patients? Um, I um, I believe that sugar does not feed cancer. I believe that so long as it's whole natural foods, uh, my friend Dr. Tony Jimenez in Hope for Cancer, he and I agree completely on this matter that we don't have to go on a fatty diet to somehow uh, combat cancer. I believe Pritikin was right that oil increases the rate of breast cancer. Prolactin, Dr. Ernest Winder proved that that it's uh, more dangerous in breast cancer from oils and fats. In 30 days, you reduce your risk of breast cancer uh, by lowering prolactin levels. I believe that oils are um, uh, implicated in most cancers because they deplete oxygen to the cells. They clump the cells together. Uh, 
Otto Warburg showed this, that depleted oxygen was a, a key to cancer. I know Pritikin showed the flat plate theory that cholesterol would form a flat plate, and, and when it gets into the body and it for, forms a cocoon or fibrous tissue around it, that inside cancer forms. I believe that downstream that you see lung cancer is at a high rate in those who eat a lot of cholesterol. So animal product byproducts are dangerous, and keto diets promote animal products in the long run. That cancer metastasizes and spreads. You might treat a local cancer tumor, and you even with chemo shrink the tumor, but there's what's called cancer stem cells, and you have to understand how to treat those, and in an older body, the immune system isn't as efficient. So Dr. Dipraim Maharaj is now drawing white blood cells from young 22-year-olds, infusing them to people because your own white blood cells don't identify the cancer, and there's a, a pre-study going on. It seems to eradicate some of the metastasis. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Dr. Nick Delgado, thank you very much. Thank you. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power & Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com, and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.